Hashtag living it with Tina and Anderson. Yo, yo, yo. This is another episode. He's not drunk, I promise. Uh, hashtag living it with Tina and Anderson. This is episode 60 something. I don't know, 64 maybe? I don't know. I, on the other hand, might go get a drink. Um, but <laughs> this, um, yeah, this is, uh, we are here on a Saturday night. It is uh, almost 10 o'clock and um, our kid's still not asleep, um, you know? Yeah, there's, there's yeah, no such thing as a bedtime these days. So we've been, we've been going through, I just uh, finished uh, recording four uh, podcast episodes, uh, 20 minutes each. Uh, with my boy uh, Mike Jackson, and uh, I'll be posting those uh, soon. Uh, the these podcast episodes are um, basically I, I have an EP coming out, and uh, you know what? Before I go with that, let me introduce my co-host. I'm here with my co-host, the the I think I already woman, introduced woman myself. in my life, uh, Tina. One of the women in your life. Yeah. You got three daughters. Oh, okay. okay. I thought I was like, what are you trying to say? Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> anyways, so, um, yeah, so I got EP coming out and my boy, he listened to all four tracks of my EP and we did 20 minute, uh, podcast episodes where we, uh, each episode we talked about each track on the EP and, um, you know, I trust his opinion. He's my best friend. We've been friends since for like, wow, 30 years now. Going on 30 years. Next year will be 30 years we've been friends. So old. Uh, yeah. More than we've and, been uh, married. I trust his opinion, whether it's good or bad. And I just tell, told him, I said, I'm giving the honest truth what you think of the, because I know he will give me honest, uh, tr- honest uh, critique and feedback yeah. that I think will still help um, the promotion of the EP. So, uh, yeah, so those will be coming out soon. So, yeah, we had a good time here. And he came and just uh, obviously caused a ruckus in my house, which my best friend always does every time he comes over. And oh uh, Tina's God. watching TikTok while we're doing no, this podcast. I just, no, no, <laughs> my finger just tapped the screen and uh, it just yeah. like. So I, I got quite a few, quite a few things to talk about today. Do you want to d- divide them up into different podcasts or no. we have to talk about all of them? No. Okay. Yeah. Those, no, I didn't no. know if it was like so much that like no, 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 we no, no, could no, do no. half now well, and I mean, half the it's next a, one. It's like two, like two or three subjects, but I think we were, we're gonna delve into it. Uh, pretty, pretty. Um, we're gonna delve into it a lot. Uh, so it's been a crazy week, and uh, man, worked, worked a lot. Uh, it's crazy, man. It's like how, like how, like you. Like I, I have a physical job. My my business that I started, uh, it's a physical job. I'm gonna trade, and it's like within like ten minutes, I'm like dripping with sweat. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how hot it's been. It's like, and then you come home, and then we work on the house, and then you drip and sweat again. Yeah. So we finished. Yeah. So we finished all the all the girls' rooms are done. They're done. Lana's was the last Three one. Three bedrooms and Carissa's was like a major overhaul. Because yeah. the so. girls were just. Paint. paint. Lana and I was just paint and then new furniture. Yeah, getting That's rid it. of the old furniture, taking it all apart, putting the new furniture together. So and I mean, it's still an endeavor, but it's crazy because Lana, Lana got like a loft bed for all the listeners. She got like a loft bed with a desk under it, and it, and I, yeah, it came in pieces. Had to put it all together. And you know what? It, it wasn't as hard 
to put together as I thought it was going to be. So it wasn't as hard to put together as I thought it was going to be. So, um, yeah, and uh, obviously the dresser, like Al Camp, you got to put put together the drawers. Yeah, even the it's drawers crazy. you got to put together. Like bu- buying furniture on Wayfair is probably what it's like at Ikea because everybody says you buy furniture yeah, at Ikea. Yeah, but you, you can, when you buy from Wayfair, you can have it delivered uh, put together, but it's like an extra hundred dollars. So yeah, yeah. We don't do that. Now nah, take so, the time. Take the time to put it together yeah, yourself. Put it together. Save yourself a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're like a millionaire, then you can. Be, oh, well, if you're a millionaire, you're probably not getting furniture out Wayfair. Way you know. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So, I wanted to. I wanted. All right. I wanted to bring this up. All right, because. A couple of podcast episodes, we talked about, you know, cars, financing a car versus buying a cash. So I'm, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. We're not going to go through all of that. I just want to uh, bring up a scenario and just get your thoughts on this. So I was listening to the podcast and uh, so I want to talk about this because we're parents and we obviously have a kid who drives. So this is this parent gives a 16 his 16 year old son $18,000 for a car awesome right I I wish when I was 16 my dad gave me 18 grand for a car I paid $300 for my first car and it caught on fire right so moving on so (laughs) here's the thing I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna explain I'm gonna read the whole thing and then Mm -hmm. I wanna I'm gonna break it down I wanna break it down All right. so Parrot gives 16-year-old son 18 grand for a car. Then convinces him to buy a $24,000 car and get a $6,000 loan for the difference. You stupid ape! Okay. So we got how much? He got an amount from his dad. Yeah. But then he wanted hit, hit. Oh, are you kidding me? It's not even like his son had like cash saved up and that was going to make up the difference. He needed to take out a loan to make up the difference. Yeah. Oh, man. First of all, way to set your kid up. Right. I'm sorry. That's that's bad parenting. (laughs) You're you're, what? What would you be teaching your kid? Mm -hmm. What are you teaching your kid? Like how, 18, how to borrow money? And here's the thing: the the son called in. This was a podcast where people can call in. The son called in because the son did it, and then the son started to realize that okay, wasn't smart. That wasn't a good idea. Yeah. The the father He's never clueless. Like first of all, if I had eighteen grand right to give to my daughter, and she was sixteen. I wouldn't give her the 18 grand to just throw it on a car. Mm. She's 16. Mm-hmm. What does a 16-year-old kid need need a $18,000 car for? First car. Yeah. Everyone knows you ruin your first car. Like yeah, yeah. Like I just said, my first car caught on fire. Like <laughs> like uh yeah, I drove that thing into the ground, you know. So yeah, so like, first of all, like if I had eighteen grand, 
I, I, I would to give to my daughter. I would give it to her. But what I would do is maybe have her buy a six thousand dollar car and keep the twelve grand for school. Yeah, if she's gonna go to college, I'm like put it away for college. Or if she's gonna go to like uh, trade school. Yeah, or, or you know maybe save it. Yeah, if she's gonna go to yeah, and if she's not gonna go to college, she's just gonna get a career right out of high school. She can use it for her down payment f- on a house. Yeah, that or yeah, exactly. You know, for her first home, uh, or use some of it for her first apartment, or I mean, what or put it that, towards her or, wedding. Yeah, or invest <laughs> or invest it like mm-hmm. something. But to throw it all on an eighteen thousand on a car and then and then get a loan on get top a loan of that like why why would you make your I would never I would never my daughter's twenty years old and I and I'm not I'm not telling her to get a six thousand dollar loan even before we started on this Dave Ramsey program I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. now for a sixteen. To tell a sixteen-year-old mm-hmm. to get a six-thousand-dollar loan, mm-hmm. are you, you gotta be bonkers? Mm-hmm. How is my six? My sixteen-year-old works part-time, and I'm yeah. gonna tell him to get a, a, a loan for six grand. Yeah, they're probably working like after-school hours, couple hours a night, if that. Maybe weekends. You know. Yeah. Well, it just—it sounds like the dad is somebody that's like. If somebody's going to give us money, then we're going to take it. You well, know, basically, think, like, if somebody's going to give you a loan, take it. Well, if you I, can qualify for a loan, take it. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. it's like, do you even get what you are signing on for when you take on a loan? Do you even get it? Yeah, exactly. You're not you're not teaching your kid what... Smart money. Yeah, exactly. So, you, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, it, it, and um... There's something else I saw online that kind of adds on to this, but I'm going to talk. Let me finish this first. But um, yeah, like his reasoning from what the son said, the father's reasoning is he wanted him to get a really it's it's a it's a pickup truck, a twenty four thousand dollar pickup truck. Okay, it's obviously had all the bells and whistles. Right. A 16 year old kid doesn't need it. So the he wanted the father wanted his son to drive a reliable car okay there are reliable cars out there that cost like a quarter of that Mm -hmm. or even less one eighth Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. you can get a nice five thousand dollar honda accord and it'll last you for six years Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely it lasts him through high school yeah, exactly. 16 years old. What, he's a sophomore? He got junior and senior left. Yeah. What's he need to look like a hot shot for? Mm, yeah. I mean. Kids are just happy but to have that's, a car. See, that's the thing. That's how teenagers think. Like, oh, I just want to have. What happened? Is it still going? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Like, oh, I just want to have, like, the hotness. Like, I just want to have the hot car. But the parent is supposed to be the one to be like, here's what's smart and here's what isn't. Yeah. And I know this is what you want, but this is what you should do. And let me tell you why. Right. You know, like, and when the parent is basically worse than the kid. Yeah. How, how that he's not going to get directed the right way. 
Yeah, and it's good so, that the kid knew enough to know to to start realizing like this doesn't like, sound this, right. This this is not working out. So what ended up happening? He actually ended up telling his father that he wants to sell the car. So he the sold, truck that he just bought. He, yeah, he sold it, paid off the six thousand dollar loan, took the money, you know, the rest of the money, and uh, he was gonna buy a cheaper car, like a four or five thousand dollar car. What he was going to do with us with it, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was going to save it for college, which if he did, because I think he did want to go to college, mm-hmm. it's smart because, you know, just like, you know, just like with a car, it's better to pay cash for college, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, that's a whole other discussion that we can go over with. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, I brought this with Tina today. Somebody posted it on Facebook. Somebody posted the financing agreement for $44,000, it was a Dodge. I'm assuming it's a pickup truck if it's 44000 I don't know. It could be brand new tar- Dodge Chargers. I don't know mm-hmm. those sports cars. I don't know how much they go for. I know pickup trucks can go for that much, brand new pickup truck. $44,000, right? The payment was like 1100 and it was a 96 months, like eight-month car payment. I didn't even know you could finance a car for that long. I thought like six months was the longest you could finance a car mm-hmm. so he was financing it for eight months so he's gonna be paying 96 months wait eight months i mean eight years i'm sorry i was like wait are we eight talking years. we sorry. were talking months here all right no six usually car loans i thought were six years but yeah I always, this one yeah. this one was eight months 90 years eight years years 96 Ugh. months eight years 96 months so he's gonna be paying ninety six payments of eleven hundred dollars. Okay, so the so the car was forty four thousand dollars. The interest that he would be paying over that span of time. Yep, sixty seven thousand dollars in interest. Yeah, this is what you gotta look at the whole picture. The whole that's, picture. That's like a hundred and fifty percent of the price of the car. <laughs> so after ninety six months, eight years, he would be paying a hundred and eleven thousand dollars for his pickup truck. That's what he would have paid. Yeah. That that's a house. That's a condo. Yeah, unbelievable. That, that, I mean, that's a house in Texas. That's a one-bedroom condo in Massachusetts. Exactly. <laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Like, and that's banana. It is crazy because th- that's what people need to start to think. And that's just, this is what has opened mine and Tina's eyes when it comes to financing. You buy a car, you add up the payments throughout the life of the loan, and you start to realizing you're paying probably almost double of the price of your car. Mm-hmm. When if you save up that money. If you're, if you're, if you, you know, you, you got to get your mind right. You got to get your budget. And if you're consistent and you're disciplined and you save up that money on your own after a while, you'll be able to buy that car for cash. Mm-hmm. And, and while you're making. And pay- nix the interest. Right. And after, and while you're making these payments on your car, your car is depreciating. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that a guy can, somebody can sell their car and make money. It's very rare because car depreciates. Right. So I was like, man. And so for that father to do that to his son, I mean, obviously the kid is going to have the kid like 6,000, 
$100,000 loan on like a $24,000 car is like nothing. But when you're 16 years old, I mean, that you shouldn't be getting It's loans. just not a good way to... It's not even credit cards. It's not a good way to like set the road, Mm-mm. you know, because he's still got a little bit of high school to go. And then when he starts working full time, you know, like some of that money is going to be going towards paying off his already debt. Yeah. Like he already had debt years prior. You know, it's just, yeah, not a good way to start adulting. No, it's not. It's like, man, it's like I'm listening to this and I, I, I'm a father. My oldest is 20. And I'm like, I, what kind of, fa- I would never, ever do that to my kid. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is you see that as doing something to your kid. This father doesn't see that as doing something to their kid. Yeah. He doesn't. He's like, hey, if they're going to give you the loan. (laughs) Yeah. Take it. I mean, if if. First of all, I I would tell Carissa not to get any loans. My oldest Carissa is our oldest daughter. I would never tell her. I would tell her not to get any loans. But I would rather, I would rather, if, if there was like a choice, like I would rather her be in her 20s, working a full-time job. And if I, I would rather if she had a full-time job, you know, if I gave her 18 grand and then she bought a $24,000 car with a $6,000 loan on it. You know that that's better, but even at that, I would I would never advise her to get a loan. Mm-hmm. If she had eighteen grand, I'd be like, buy an eighteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, or less. Yeah, you have no <laughs> like business. if you can find a good car with good mileage, you can buy a nice car for eighteen grand. Yeah, like almost I mean, you new. can buy a nice car for ten grand. Yeah, you know that's so, what I'm saying. Then she have eight grand left over nope. for if if the car needed a little bit of repair, right. or I mean, even a brand new car can end up needing repair. Yeah, I mean, you just you don't know exactly what you're buying, like yeah. ever. You no know? business doing that. No business. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But here we are in a new month, August. We're gonna be. Going through our budget probably tomorrow because it's getting late. Um, but we gotta go through our first month uh, budget and um, start paying off some debt. I think we're gonna be paying off some debt pretty soon because we got a lot of money left over from last month. It's funny because we started and then COVID happened and we were like, yeah. it's hard. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're still we're still trying to get a hang of this, but I think we're getting better and better as the months come. I think by month eight. <laughs> Usually they say it like Dave Ramsey says, month like three. by month three you get a hand. for us the things cover probably gonna be month eight or well, finally because, like, like it's not you know. like like things have not been steady. Well, you know, you went from working when we started this to being furloughed and then unemployment and now you're self-employed now everything's like it we've been like it's been like a roller coaster you know so but it's been fun (laughs) it's good that we're even still on this plan because i think a lot of people would be like you know what this is not gonna (laughs) (laughs) we cannot like what is happening right now no i mean yeah because like i've always thought before like before when when it comes 
When it came to getting self-employed, like working on my own, starting my own business, I always thought like, oh, I can't, just my income. I was like, if Tina, if, I, if Tina had a job where she made great money, then I probably would, you know, uh, but she's like not a nurse or something like that, you know, so if like she, but I always thought that, you know, and I, that's what like a lot, what a lot of it kept me in fear. Then I thought like, well, there's a, like, I don't know if I'd be a good business owner, but then after just working for people, I'm just like, I don't want to work for people anymore. Well, but it's perfect. Then you find out that the people you're working for don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So, so like, but it's been, it's been a blessing. I, I, I got a lot, I got work coming, got a lot of work. I've been doing a lot of work, been working over almost every day. So thanks for your great. prayers. You know, it's been, <laughs> it, it's been great. You know, it's just, uh, um, very optimistic for the future. And I think, it, I think it's going to go great. I mean, I like a lot of the fear is gone. Like I, I'm not like worried about like, where's my next job coming? Like it's just coming, you know? Yeah. You, he knew when he came to like, when it came down to him starting his business, well, not business, self-employment. Well, it is business. It is a business, but like, you know what I'm saying? You don't even, you don't have a small business because you don't have employees. Anyways, well, except for me, secretary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the one thing is, is like health insurance and dental gets very complicated. Yeah. You know, because you can't, you don't have an employer. You can't yeah. get it through your employer. So we like researched like crazy like crazy yeah. and uh it ends up that lana and maya can get uh mass health um which is really good because it goes even further with lana because she has a disability so she could get even more qualify for even more um and then we had to go to through the health connector um but it's just like it just stinks that that could be like the thing that holds you back from like the American dream. Like people come here for the American dream and then something like that could totally stop you in your tracks yeah. to even pursuing it. Because like, what do we do about health insurance? I don't think there's any well, choices. It's, it's in Massachusetts. I bet you in other states. That's it's what in, I'm saying. It's like Massachusetts. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like that has to have stopped so many people from pursuing what they think they're supposed to be doing yeah but it like stops you in your tracks health insurance yeah but for i mean for anybody i mean most people employees get this through their employer you just got a health savings account i mean we got i mean we got dental and we got uh health and dental but no vision so i just got and we got really low co-pays so i'm like i'm just gonna use the health savings account as our vision Mm-hmm. That. To do, yeah, glasses. Cause Lana has glasses, yeah. and who knows? Who knows if Maya could have like a hundred? It's like a it's like a hundred bucks for for an appointment, mm-hmm. you know. And glasses, you know, about three hundred dollars. So so about eight hundred dollars. You one appointment a year. If you get glasses, it ends up being like eight hundred bucks. So you put like, I'm thinking like put it like maybe like fifteen hundred, maybe mm-hmm. two grand, no more mm-hmm. than two grand. That covers it. Yeah, so yeah. it's not just like, oh, I'm going to start my own business. This is all the stuff that you have to think about when you have a family, and it could be all the stuff that actually stops you from yeah. doing... Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I wonder know. I wonder if it was easier. I, it's, it's probably easier to start a business now. It probably is. Back then, I don't know. Back like, when? Like 100 years ago. Okay, back like then. Like 1920. 
you open up a business. Like, I, I don't know. Like, if I was an electrician in 1920, like, to start a business. You know what's funny? Back in the Roaring Twenties, little fact. Back in the Roaring Twenties. Warring, roaring twenties. <laughs> <laughs> electricians made just about the same an hour as a doctor. Mm. They're making pretty much the same amount of money. That's crazy. In the roaring twenties, it's crazy. Mm. And now, electricians make more than doctors. It's crazy. Oh yeah, like, it's nuts. Yeah, way more. <laughs> Get out of here. But anyways, uh, so. But here's the thing with health insurance, too, that I started thinking about. Here we are. The main thing that I'm worrying about. And of course, it's never it's always best to have health insurance rather than not have health, whether it's crappy health insurance or not. Yeah. Just because you never know what's going to happen. Right. But here I am. I'm looking at we are not sick people. Our children are not sick people like. I think I've had Maya looked at once other than physicals, right? But we're constantly being charged for stuff that the health insurance wouldn't cover. Yeah, the health insurance from our past company did that was terrible. It was really yeah. bad. We had like a really high deductible. So you got to go like into debt before the insurance actually kicks this is in. How, how we and work. then we're getting, you know, $200 for this, $100 for that. Yeah. I got a $200 bill for me to bring Maya to a dermatologist to look at this little rash patch that she had on her leg. $250. That's crazy. It it's literally, the doctor walked in and was like, "Oh, that's called this. Here's a cream." I'm talking. Please. Yeah, I'm talking. The appointment took five minutes. I mean, I wish you could just shop around. Like it's so when it comes to bad. doctors and be like, "Listen, I'm like, okay, how much so do you here charge I am. to look at this to look at this." Yeah. Just shopping around, just getting right. some prices together. Yeah, I'm about to call this other doctor to see what they. So, oh, 250. All right. Well, oh, this okay. doctor, he, he's going to see it for 175. So I'm just. Gonna if you go can't up. match that, then I'm just going to go back to him. Yeah. Yeah. I so like, like that. I'm sitting here like stressing. I'm like, I don't know. Even when you have health insurance, you're still like, the bills rack up, and it yeah, just stinks. Fun. Like health insurance in this state is a. As a joke, we got almost. so much. We got so organized with some of our bills. <laughs> Tina got like this bill for five bucks. I'm like, oh, five dollar bill. She's like, yeah, four, fourth reminder. If this is our fourth notice, hon. We <laughs> need to pay notice. this five dollar bill. For a five dollar bill. Like, we got oh charged for five dollars. The I insurance wouldn't cover the last the five dollars. Like, wow, these people can't even pay five bucks. Like, they're like, dude, we got to that fourth note. It says like in big letters, fourth notice. And, uh, the the four papers probably cost more than five bucks. So like, man, we're I'm like really we're wasting five bucks. The insurance oh. wouldn't cover the last five dollars. Are you serious? Mm. Yeah, but. Ugh. Five dollars across through thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You know that's a lot of money. That's up to a lot. You know. Yep. But hey, man, that this it, this is health that insurance. Powers that be. You know. Yep. So I'm talking to uh, one of my customers. Right. We're starting to get along really great. You know. Um, this guy Kent, real real great guy. Uh, probably end up being friends. We have good conversations with him. So, 
here's the thing. First, first I want to bring this up, and then I want to bring this something else up with him because I want to. I, I have some thoughts, but I just wanted to get your point of view. All right, so what do you think about this? So he he had this girlfriend, and she broke up with him. But first of all, I don't know how long they were dating. So he, she broke up with him because he said if he ever got married, he'd want a prenup. Now here's the thing, he, he's he's a business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He owns several pet stores, which unfortunately are not open right now. Uh, he, the kennels are open. And um, he owns an antique st- uh, an antique shop. He's into um, restoring old homes, uh, and he's into o- other types of businesses, right? So he's an entrepreneur, and he he does pretty well for himself. All right, guy makes great money. So I don't know the girlfriend that he was dating. But here's the thing. I I think if you're if you're all right, if, if I was him and I was wealthy, right? I had businesses, I owned properties, I had a lot of assets, and I'm dating this girl that doesn't have that. I'm not saying she's poor, she just doesn't have that. Would I want a prenup? Now here's the thing, it depends. To me, it would depend on the family. Like, if I loved her to death and everything, I'm like, this is going to be the one I married. But the family, where I would think, like, if we ever got divorced, they would get in her ear and take all my stuff. Mm -hmm. That's when I'll be like, okay, then I'd probably, I I I would explain it to her and be like, look, it's not because of you. This is her because, you know, like I would try to try to explain it the best as I can. I don't because I, of outside influences. Yeah. I feel as though. Right. I wouldn't know. want to say it's not because of you. It's because of your family. Then right. that would just your be worse. Just is, you know, yeah. terrible. So you know what I mean. I I think I think that's. But if you just want a prenup, just to have a prenup, then it's like okay, like what's the reason like you like what's going on like you better explain but that's what i think what would be a good reason for a prenup but i don't know if that was the reason okay mm-hmm. i don't know how he explained it to her or how he went about it but she dumped him for that now mm-hmm. i want to know what your your take is like say you're dating we're, we're dating mm-hmm. i own a lot of stuff businesses real estate i'm a wealthy guy you're not wealthy. You're not dirt poor. You're just not wealthy. Mm-hmm. And we're dating. And through a conversation, I would say, yeah, if we got married, I'd want a prenup. Yeah. Like, what would you? What would your response be if I just, just said it? Like, yeah, if we got married, I'd want a prenup. Like, whatever. Okay, so explain exactly what a prenup is. All right, prenup is a prenuptial agreement mm-hmm. where basically we sign a contract at marriage saying if we got divorced. Uh, uh, it could be like, all right, if we got divorced, I can give you this. Like, you don't take half of my stuff. I'll give you 
I don't know, let's say I'll give you, depend, like say if I'm worth 30 million, mm-hmm. I could be like, I'll give you a million. Mm-hmm. Walk away, that's it. You get mm-hmm. a million. Boom. That's it. That's it. I don't know. I, I guess it would depend on what the details are of the prenup. Seeing as though you can adjust those details. Like, well, what, well, what are we talking here? You know, right, like, like, are you, you talking like you literally want to screw me if this marriage weren't to work out? You know what I'm saying? Nah, if, like, I, if, if I, if but I, if I, then again, why are you going into a marriage thinking that it's probably not going to work? <laughs> right. You, 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 you don't. It's like, it's like, it's not that. It's I like, mean, it's, I think that like some people get mad when, you know, people bring up a prenup because that's kind of what it says. Like, I'm kind of nervous that this isn't going to work out. Yeah. So here, sign this. It's like, I guess prenup, I would say it's like divorce insurance. It's like you're, you're, you're taking, you're taking care of a matter just in case. it Just happens. in case. You hope it doesn't. Right. But if it does, this is this is the thing. Obviously, like say if we were married, right? Say if we were married, we're not married. Yeah, we're not married. So yeah, Hypo- uh, hypothetical. Well, let's just just yeah. imagine. Just imagine. imagine. Just imagine if we, if we, we were married. Ser- ceremony. Yeah. Just imagine if the rings we have on our finger mm-hmm. are wedding rings. If they were real. You know. Got just, it. Just imagine if we slept in the same bed every night. <laughs> just imagine that. All right. I don't want it. All right, and then we have three kids, right? And. We we had the prenup, right? You would want obviously, like you would get the child support, but um, from the prenup, you walk away with a million dollars. Walk away with a million dollars, and you get child support. Mm-hmm. That's it. So with a million dollars, you'll be you'll be set, mm-hmm. and then you'll be getting the child support. Mm-hmm. Which, if I'm wealthy, the child support is not going to be small. Mm-hmm. So I I, would, I don't know. I can't see that. Like I would be like mad about that. Like he's worked his butt off to get his worth up where it is. Yeah. You know. So like, do you not understand that? That he has. That he feels like he has to cover himself because he's worked his entire life for this. Right. Do you, you know? Now, do you think? Do you think that would make? A woman being like, I gotta make sure this marriage works. I'm gonna fight for this marriage. <laughs> well, it's almost like they know what's coming if they were to walk out, like to be the one to be like, you know what, this is over and walk out. Like they already have it set what's going to happen if you do right. that. So she could probably be like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I can deal with this. I can deal with that just because I know what's going to happen if I don't deal with X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because this day and age, there men, a lot of men, especially men who are not in the faith, who are not Christian. I mean, there might be. I can't speak for all Christian men, but there might be. But a lot of men are afraid of marriage because of that because of the possibility of divorce they're like if i get divorced i will get screwed because something put a bad taste in their mouth a lot you look i'm in the trade and you uh, uh, there's a lot of divorced men in the trade because men in the trade work a lot Mm -hmm. and when men in the trade work a lot they have bad attitudes or they drink more and they just become pricks. <laughs> Believe me, it happens. I've met a lot of them. I know a lot of these tradesmen, they're divorced. 
and I've heard some they have like horror a stories. Sour, like a I sour. have heard some horror stories. What? Look, I'm only hearing it from the men's side, obviously. So I don't know how the woman is. They obviously make the woman seem like evil. <laughs> but evil. but based on what they went through, for example, there was one man who his wife cheated on him. She left him for this man. And at divorce, she wanted half of his stuff and mm-hmm. full custody of the kids. She cheated on him. Yeah, does he have proof of the adultery? Because yeah. that's where it comes in. Yeah, yeah. she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Adultery. Luck- luckily, they instead of going through court, they went through like a mediator. Mm-hmm. I guess you can go through a mediator. And the mediator basically was like knew she was ridiculous like you cheated on him and you want full custody of the kids Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh so what she did she did get some from the divorce but she didn't get half his stuff and then she moves like far away yeah like to another state no the same state but just like on the other side of the state far away yeah Yeah. like hours like he lives he's like on the south shore she's like up near like athol like Mm -hmm. that like that's three or four hours Mm mm-hmm you know, so, um, you know, she takes the kids. I mean, he always has cust- joint custody, but, you know, the kids are always with the mother more. And it's, like, far away. So there, there's a rare, rare occasion where the, the man gets, gets the good end of the deal. The upper hand. Yeah, when yeah. it comes to uh, divorce. And, um, you know, yeah, I mean, if the man was a jerk... Like, if he cheated or if he was horrible to the wife, yeah, he deserves the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. All right. But then there are the men that were great. They were awesome husbands, awesome fathers. They did nothing wrong. The woman just wanted out because she's shallow. Mm-hmm. You know, and the man still gets the short end of the stick. So, a lot of, so you hear from a lot of guys that they don't want to get married, they don't. Because yeah. they want to, because they, because it makes them feel better when the if the relationship does not work out, nothing's nothing binding. Go, yeah, nothing. Because binding. Dave Ramsey says it best: when a divorce is a business transaction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, do you like? Uh, all right, let's flip it this way. Let's say, let's say he didn't have a lot. Let's say he just had a normal job, making mm-hmm. you know. 90 grand a Decent year. Decent pay. Yeah. You know, he made 90 grand a year. Um, maybe has like, you know, 50 grand in his 401k, few, you know, a few thousand in his savings, a couple cars, nothing, not a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? And then he wanted a prenup. Mm-hmm. Now, would that be, that would you be like, okay, wait a minute, why do you want a prenup? Like, what are you afraid of? Yeah, I don't know. That's a touchy subject. <laughs> so you so you understand it more with the man that's wealthy, who has a lot, with a girl who doesn't have a lot. I can just see like how scary that would be for him to be wealthy and then have the possibility of like losing it all. Yeah. You know? 
Um, but then again, it also gives him the guarantee that he can do anything. And if she wants to leave him, he's still going to get X, Y, and Z because they already put forth the the prenup. Yeah, but the, but I mean, this is where this is where the woman has to. This is where she has to really know if he's the one. Where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, is he doing the prenup because? he wants to be able to do whatever he wants and not have any consequences right because if if she's getting that's where she has if she's getting that vibe from him then get out of the relationship yeah that like as soon as they get married he's gonna change but if he really loved her and he like sat down explained it to her and be like look if we ever broke up i want to take care of you i do but like I, I built this business from the ground up. I worked hard to get this, mm-hmm. and I had it already before. It's I... almost like okay, but now does that mean that he's unsure of her? No, it's it, 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 if it's if it's saying like you know I I built this up before I knew you. Mm-hmm. Before I knew you, I built this up. Mm-hmm. So I just want this protection. I this is if we if if this ever happened, I was like. Like, you know, when it comes to the prenup, it's like we do this prenup and then never, and then forget about it. Forget that we ever did it. It's mm-hmm. like insurance. Mm-hmm. I, I would like sit down. I would sit down to like with like, I don't know, maybe like a counselor or or somebody to help me to come up with a way to explain it because I don't want to just. I wouldn't want to just come up to you and be like, look, if we, I just want to let you know, if we ever got married, I'd want a prenup because I have all this stuff. And if we got divorced, I don't want you to take half of it. If I said it like that. It's almost making a judgment against her that she might not like, like, oh, you think I'm the type of person that if things don't work out with us, I'm just going to completely screw you. Right. And take off. Because you don't, yeah, because you don't know. So it can be taken as an insult. Right. So that's what I'm saying. So. I, I, I would want to explain it in a way where I, it's like, look, I, it's like I want to protect my business. Mm-hmm. If this, if we ever got divorced, I'd want to be, I want to protect my business, but still take care of you. I want yeah, to take but care it's like, because that's you are my not wife. in the prenup that you're guaranteed to take care of. You know what I'm saying? No, that's what I'm saying. Like that's I, not in the prenup, I, so saying, that's I your would, word. Right, right. That's what like I'm saying. Like a handshake. No, that's what I'm saying. Like say, like in a prenup, I would do something. I'm not saying this is exactly what I would do because I'm not in that situation. But I'm saying I, I would probably want to do something like, you know, you walk away with a million dollars. You know, depend if I was like thirty million, if I was worth thirty million, something like that, mm-hmm. I'd be like, you walk away with a, with a million, mm-hmm. and then obviously, if we had kids, you get child support. Mm-hmm. You get to walk away with a million, yeah, and you get child support. Know. It would be something like that. You know, obviously, listen, listeners, you know, Tina and I, we don't have to have this discussion because we're <laughs> married, and I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, hon. I got nothing too. I got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. So, uh, but I just wanted to. I had thoughts on it. And I just wanted to get your thoughts, like what you thought, like from a woman's point of view, because it's a touchy subject because like, like, honestly, if like more men, more men 
would not be afraid to get married if the woman was totally okay with prenup. Hmm. Because the men will feel more better about marriage. So say... Hmm, I don't it know. shouldn't would be that, that make way. Sense? It shouldn't like, be that way. Say if you had two wealthy people gonna get married, can they each want a prenup? Yeah, it could. It could be like okay, like I'm wealthy, you're wealthy, you know. Um, we're gonna I know. Get married. I'll take my stuff. You take yours. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it'll probably be easier that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm not saying it, it shouldn't be this way. I, it, a woman shouldn't have to tell her, her the man that she loves. You uh, know, hey, yeah, if we I get, don't plan on I screwing you. I want to be married to you, and if it makes you feel better, I know you love me, and I know you have this problem with marriage. But if it makes you feel better, I'll have a prenup. Right. Like it shouldn't be that way. Right. In order for him to marry. Right. Her. Yeah. But men are really afraid of that. Yeah, some men. Yeah, yeah, not all men, but there are men out there. I've talked to lots of men who mm-hmm. do not want to get married. They're okay with just having a girlfriend for the rest of their life and never having anything binding. Yeah, yeah well, I feel like, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like I know a lot of people that, you know, they do like all the big stuff. They make those big steps, but they don't get married and there's no talk of getting married you know they buy the house together or they do like this big gesture you know like purchase or something and um but there's no talk of marriage right you know which i'm like huh (laughs) i just can't picture myself like buying a house with somebody that i'm not married to honestly honestly um i mean I don't know. People could think different on that, and that's yeah, totally it's, it's fine. A big, but it's like, a big risk, especially if you're both on the mortgage. You know, you're, if you're both on the mortgage and you're not married, like what happens when you break yeah, up? Yeah, things could get ugly if you don't actually end up getting yeah, married. You're gonna have to sell the house. I don't know. It would be a scary thing to me. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, to each his own. But I just I feel like a lot of people do that. They buy the house together, and you're like, oh, they're married. No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like to me, I'm like, huh? Oh, yeah. oh. Okay. I just thought that, like, you know, I don't know, kind of like a common sense thing. I, I'm, you know, I met people who ref- they've been with their, you know, guys who've been with their girlfriend for so long, they just started, re- they just start referring to her as his wife. Wasn't well, there really something about wife. ten years? Like, have you been with somebody for ten years? I don't even know if that's is that like, like even a thing? Anymore. Does that know. apply? I don't know. Like you need paperwork for so much stuff, you know, to like prove like, oh yeah, you're married. So like, yeah. I don't know. For taxes, it's funny because taxes, especially and when the people and applying and for then this a, and applying for that, right. you need like to prove that you are married. It's, yeah, and then there's these people who say like marriage is just a piece of paper. Okay. To the government, yes. That, that's when you're talking about marriage through government. Yes, it's a piece of paper, and it makes it legally binding through the state. Yes. But marriage is, is not. It's, it's just not that. It's not just a piece of paper. If you're minimizing it to just a piece of paper, you really don't know what marriage is. You mm-hmm. really don't. No. I'm sorry to say that. No. 
Because marriage is a lot more than that, right, Tina? No, way more than that. Yeah, it's about it's about insulting each other. Yeah. It's about giving each other dirty looks. Yeah. Sense it's of about, humor. It's about <laughs> sighing when the other one asks you to get them a, a cup of coffee. Oh, you got to get the eye roll yeah. down. You got to uh, get the eye roll. You got to do the eye roll. That's what that mar- needs to be an eye roll. Yeah, that's what marriage <laughs> is, you know. An eye roll that you can hear from across exactly. the room. You yes, know. that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, don't let anybody downplay that. You know, yeah. Getting mad at somebody because of the way they brushed your teeth. It's, <laughs> that's what marriage is. I don't is. think it's I'm there yet. Paper, Am I there? It's not a piece of paper, people. The way my kids brush their teeth drive me nuts, wrong. but I don't think you. Nah, but it, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's crazy. You know, um, you know, the state of marriage isn't what people think of marriage uh, now in 2020. It's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. And it's sad that there are men out there who are afraid, are afraid. They're afraid of marriage. Mm. Marriage is almost like a curse word to them. No, it's very yeah, sad. I know a lot of a lot of young men, a lot of young men in their twenties who do not, even men in their thirties, they, they don't want to get married. Mm. They're like, I'm not gonna get married. Yeah, they say that now. Then they meet Miss Wright. Yeah, but even then, <laughs> you all know, of a sudden they'll be like, uh, I don't know. I think. Yeah. I think my, my perspective has changed on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are yeah, there are some men like that. They're like, oh, I'm never burned, gonna get married. You know? and then they'll meet the one and then they're then they change their mind about they change marriage. their mind real but quick. then there are those who are still like nope i'm not gonna get married mm-hmm. you know especially the people who got married uh, especially men who got married got divorced and now they're like because they went through it they're like i don't yeah, want to like, i yeah, don't want to risk again. i don't want to risk going through that again yeah which is understandable yeah, there are there are some women like that but it's more men than the women mm. you know Men get, you know, I met a lot of men who's been divorced and they're like, nope, never getting married again. Mm-hmm. Not going through that again. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, 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 it's sad. But then there are men who've been married six times. Yeah. You know, one like, person. We're just going to keep trying until we get it right. We know one personally, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, hey, this kind of, those two subjects kind of ran right through. So. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna go about something else, but we'll leave it for the next uh, podcast. Um, yeah, see, I told you. I'm like, you think we should split? Yeah. We should split it. So yeah, so um, so this is yeah, it's August first. Uh, still no stimulus. <laughs> so, but hey, uh, I my birthday is in two days. So by the time you hear this podcast, I already uh, had my birthday, uh, and no, I'm not forty yet. <laughs> Tina is, but no, not me. Hey, knock it off. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for watch uh, for watching. Yeah, you know I can't wait until we say watching when we get our Rodecaster Pro and our GoPros and start videoing these podcasts. All right, get ready for a messy bun. Yeah, every time. All right, y'all. Th- <laughs> thanks for checking out another. Oh yeah, actually uh, follow me at Good Friday Hip Hop uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram and G Friday Hip Hop on Twitter and TikTok and uh, Tina, where they can follow you. Uh, follow her on uh, uh, (laughs) naturally you with Tina on Facebook and beautifully natural on Instagram alright y'all thanks for checking out another episode of hashtag living it Peace. peace Hashtag living it with Tina and Anderson.
This podcast was brought to you by flexdasilvaclothing.com.